DJ Playboy. What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode, man, not one without my dog, my man, Mr. Back Back, give me 50 feet, because you're too close. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Keith. What it do, brother? One, two, three, into the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dia Max was on Instagram Live and Apple Music. <laughs> What's good, man? What's going on, brother? How you been, man? I'm chilling. I've been good, man. I've been good. Just trying to keep it together. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my fitness. So I was doing pretty good at the beginning of the, the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I fell off. You know, when you fall off of your, your whole f- fitness plan or whatever you're trying to do to improve your life, you fall hard, man. Fucking up Doritos. Cookies. I don't even eat cookies, but I don't know what made me eat cookies. Like crazy. It is madness. So I'm just trying to find me like a new workout plan. Going vegan for the month of August, at the least, maybe longer. Now that's interesting. That's that's interesting. Now vegan is the one where you can't eat nothing from an animal, right? Yeah, oh, nothing. Damn. That's- but I mean, I'm out. I'm not gonna. But some people are like fun, like uh, fundamentalists about it. Like they want like nothing, nothing, nothing. And that's a vegan, but. I think I like I'm not gonna break crazy rules and be like, yeah, I'll be vegan, but except I'm gonna eat chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it's gonna it's gonna be vegan, but like little shit like honey. I'll eat honey because cause honey's not vegan. Uh I'll eat uh shit like uh like if somebody's cooking some shit on a pan, mm-hmm. right? If they just cook chicken on a pan, like I'm not gonna have to wash the pan totally. You'll leave it. Just to <laughs> leave a little, grill a mushroom. Leave a little chicken grease on there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean nothing crazy. Like I'm, I'll wipe it or whatever, but I'm not gonna give it a full scrubbing to, to just because I want to grill a portobello mushroom or some shit. But for the most part, though, like I'll be 99% vegan. Nah, that's what's up, man. That's good. That's and good for a whole month, man. Let us know how that goes. Keep us informed with that, man. Cause that's that ain't no challenge. That's that's discomfort challenge for me. <laughs> right yeah, definitely, man. You know what's funny though? The vegan shit. It was one of them things when a lot, uh, I mean, it still is kind of trendy, but like when a lot of, it was becoming trendy and a lot of people didn't know what that shit was, mm-hmm. but it was crazy how many people was like, they would just find objections to, to veganism. Not even that anyone asked them to be vegan, but they'd be like, man, that shit ain't good, man. You're going to lose all your protein and your bones and shit. And how I know is that I was one of those people who was like, <laughs> yeah, you going to vegan, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're going to lose all your vitamin B vitamins and iron and shit. And uh, as we learn more things, you don't need meat that much because it's like people are like, yeah, where well, you, well, you gonna get the you know the shit that you get from beef? You can't get iron from beans and shit like that. But it's like I don't think with all the the shit that's fortified with different vitamins. Like when you drink milk, they add vitamins to that mm-hmm. shit. They add fluoride to your water. All this mm-hmm. shit got shit in it, so you'll get it from somewhere. Uh, it's it's mm. not that big of a worry. Like niggas don't die of scurvy no more. Like we will get our nutrients. I'm about to say it's a month. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like <laughs> and it's a month. Yeah, so you should be good. No, nah, but I I know what you're saying with that because I never in my life noticed how much people care about what you eat till you announce you're on a certain diet. Like I did it with keto, and everyone had an opinion on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like nigga, you ain't never right. cared what I ate before. <laughs> now you all up in my wondering what I ate this morning. Like back the fuck up. But, but I know exactly what you people want to oppose something or at least throw it in your face. Yeah, like I, I told you that'd be hard. Right. I, I don't know what it is about human nature. Like there's no evolutionary advantage to hate on what other people eat. But <laughs> I know it's a bad thing to do. I, I'm guilty of that shit myself. Because if somebody at work say, Yeah, I'm, I went vegan. Then they come with some. If they come with a jar of honey, spreading that shit on an apple or something like, yeah, I thought your ass was vegan, nigga. You ain't no real vegan. That bee, that that honey came from a bee, and that's an animal. Get out of here. You ain't vegan. Shit like that. Or I'm on the metropolitan diet or whatever that shit is called. The um the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. Oh, you know, what, 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 are you eating that that skirt steak? That ain't Mediterranean. Nigga. I ain't never seen no Israeli eat that shit. Motherfuckers walk past the break room, come back just to see what you cooking. <laughs> Like hold on, hold Yo. on, hold on. <laughs> this, but no one's saying that shit to the, the to the dude who's eating all fucked up. But as as long like if you say that y'all gotta try to eat healthy, yeah, if you proclaim it, watch you and be like exactly. But if you just don't say nothing, but you eating beef and white potatoes every day with gravy on that shit, nobody's gonna say shit to you if you don't say nothing. That, that that's weird. Like it's that's an interesting you know theory because I think it, it goes for working out too. 
I think it goes for working out as mm-hmm. well. Like, uh, you'll be like, yeah, I'm working out now. Motherfuckers be like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when the first time they see you sitting on the couch or playing video games, you're like, oh, okay, I thought you was on your workout shit. <laughs> like, come on, man. Fuck out of here. <laughs> they, they can't wait. And, and it's it funny you say that because I've done that shit before and I can't. It, it's one of those things in human nature that a lot of. Well, as we mature, a lot about maturity is just all the tendencies you had to do annoying shit, shit that's annoying to other people. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of you not doing it and realizing that growing that out of te- it, right? That temptation to do it, you just growing out of it. Like you, it's still somewhere there in you, but you just don't mm-hmm. do it now. Just maturity, just a discipline about you. You just don't do that shit, but it's in you, and that's the crazy thing about it. Like certain shit that I know is bad and is annoying, and is I know, I, you know. My kid or anybody I'm mentoring, i be like, yo, don't be that way. I'm that way, but it's just a matter of me being strong and fighting that shit. And that shit of judging other people trying to improve their life, like trying to, thinking I'm helping them, but just annoying them by saying, <laughs> you don't eat that shit. Like that, <laughs> that shit, well, that, I don't know, man. It's just that tendency. I don't know why humans got that yeah, shit. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's um, I never really thought about it till this conversation, but it, I, I definitely noticed it in uh, my own experiences, man. But uh, you you spoke about the DMX and Snoop uh, battle when we first got on, man. How would you think about that versus uh, celebration of music? Uh, that was it was inter- it was good. It was good. I think that uh, you know, you got to measure up to like Eric Badu and Jill Scott and. Mm-hmm. BB Man and Bounty. So honestly, and I don't think it's the top three. Okay. It, 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 the way I feel about it, and a lot of it was because DMX ain't as athletic as he used to be. He's not as, <laughs> le- as athletic of an uh, of a performer as he used to be. And it's not even just about the weight gain, because you know, fat people could be agile. Look at Heavy D. Uh, God, God bless the dead. Rest like, in peace. Yeah. Uh, that man was agile as hell even Cedric the Entertainer like so it ain't about that it's just it felt you saw all the jokes like man it looked like DMX out of breath like it it, it had that feel like yo man it, it, it was, Snoop over there smoking though. and still got better breath control <laughs> Snoop over there. yo Snoop looks terrific like he so people were joking like yo is that the fountain of youth we like Snoop <laughs> dancing but i think a big part of it is that naturally he's just skinny so like when you skinny like that you look just, i don't know what it is man yeah no no but, you don't look out of shape you just you know what i'm saying exactly and his energy was t- terrific i thought going into it was was that you know snoop is too laid back he's really cool about it and dmx is like a hype performer like that's what that's his mo like he's just like a rock like a rocker like Rock and roll, like that's DMX's vibe, mm-hmm. but um, grungy, like you know, grimy, yeah, like yeah, I know you're saying grungy, grime, like if if stage diving or crowd surfing was a thing with hip hop back then, then I think that that definitely would be happening at DMX concerts. Mm-hmm. If it didn't, not that I went to any back in them days, but no, no, I know, know what you're saying. I, I don't, I, I didn't hear about them, but like he had definitely had that grime. Grunt, you know, the crowd just goes animal ballistic when when they hear his shit. On top of being a rock so star, on things. top of being a what, like a yeah. rock star, like everywhere he went was it was huge. It was, he, you, ever, you ever seen that Woodstock uh, performance where he's performing for like it looks like a million people? Like it's a crazy, it's like it's nuts, bro. And um, I, I give a shout out to Snoop, uh, not Snoop, uh, shout out to Snoop as well, but shout out to Swiss and uh, Timberland. For not only securing a deal with Apple Music to have the versus battles uh, broadcast on there as well, but for having the vision to think like that would be a good battle, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a good battle. Yeah. It was a good battle. They 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 outdid themselves like in the earlier battle, so that's why this one. But this, but even in my, but I, in my eyes, like so when you heard about it, you kind of like, oh, I don't know what to expect from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. or you thought it'd be lopsided one way or the other, but I think they they still turned it into like a it's like a concert kind of like they made it like a they found a way to make it an entertaining concert. Right. I, I, it might have been the first one where the the matchup. I, honestly, I wasn't excited by it. Oh, oh I was like, I, I don't know how that'll work. Like John Legend and Alicia Keys make sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Beanie Man and Bounty Killer, at least to Americans, make sense. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh. Uh, Teddy Riley and, and Babyface 
more or less makes you can sense. Like, you can explain that one. Dudes. Yeah, you can explain it. You could explain that one because they're two dudes who like, yo, he did that. He wrote that. He produced that. Like that. That's their entire career. Mm-hmm. Like probably in a certain in a given era, Teddy Riley and Babyface had something to do with your favorite song. Mm-hmm. So, so all of them made some kind of sense. This one was like, uh, I don't, you know, if I were to match somebody with Snoop Dogg, I don't know if I were to pick DMX. I feel like they did the, they did the dog the, thing, which is, you know, the easy. Mm, <laughs> yeah. <But> you know, <laughs> but other than, hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you cut off my phone. Um, no, nah, but they did the dog thing, which was a, a, a obvious comparison. But other than that, I couldn't find anything else. I couldn't be like, uh. Oh, yeah. No, nah, man. <laughs> I'll be honest, man. It was nice, but I didn't fully enjoy it. No. I I enjoyed Snoop. I enjoyed Snoop a lot, actually. Okay, because you Snoop's Snoop has been through so many reinventions, and by that I mean like just the 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 crews he's been mixed with, the just the eras he's passed through, and more or less he's kept the the the, the that similar flow, that voice, mm-hmm. that 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 tempo, more or less. The gospel but albums, just, reggae just, albums, it's got you know, yeah, <laughs> and no limit, mm-hmm. uh, death row, da this that, and you you know you almost forget, yo, this dude was making bangers just all through that time. Ever since he came to the game, just bangers, mm-hmm. and because he's switching like he's switching eras and reinventing himself, and when you're in the moment, at least for me, when I was in the moment. I forgot about his last era. It kind of is a, a, a past thing, and uh, but now listening to all of it, him go through all you know a little bit from here, a little bit from there. The Pharrell shit, and I even forgot about the Pharrell shit. And those were huge. Yeah, the his shits with Pharrell. So um, all the when he did like the West West Coast shit early in his career, mm-hmm. man, all, all that shit was bangers. DMX is cool. I mean, D, you know, it was cool. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't enjoy his shit that much. Like, I don't know. Nah, nah, I hear you, bro. <laughs> but um, not. I'll say this last thing about DMX. I, I, he I showed up. He was cool. DMX. He showed. He was there. He was on time and shit. And he didn't. <laughs> I'll say this one thing about DMX. His, you know, when he came out, his type of performance. It almost reminds me of those basketball players who come out, like Russell Westbrook, they come out dunking on every play mm-hmm. and running up and down the court and bumping into people and shit like that. And you're like, man, I don't know how that game is going to age when he turns like 32, 30, 33 or whatever. I don't know how that's going to look or what's going, you know, if he could still be able to do mm-hmm. that. And that's what the DMX shit was like, was like when he's in his 20s or, or, or early 30s doing all, you know, getting mad hype and doing all the growling and all the weird shit. Like... Can he do that at 50? And in my mind, he can't execute it that well. No. No. Is that, is not, that's, is, that's not how old he is, is it? 50? <laughs> he has to be around 50. Like he, because then he come in like, he didn't come in old, but he probably can't be, he must be like 48. He's no younger than 45. Yeah, no, I got 49. Yeah. 49 years 49. old. 49. <laughs> there you go, man. That's crazy. It's uh we're, we're getting old. <laughs> we're getting old, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. LeBron James, you know what I'm saying? That was he 30, 17 years in the league. I was doing the math on that. I was like, damn. <laughs> you know what's crazy, and, and not to get off topic, but just on that topic of age, mm-hmm. LeBron James, when you think about the people who've come into the league after him and they are out the league, <laughs> they're like before <laughs> hosting TV shows and shit. <laughs> yeah, that makes that shit more impressive, man. That I think Dwight Howard, see, did he come in the league after LeBron? He might have come in the league after LeBron. Mm-hmm. He's not out the league, but, you know, he's he's already a role player. He's just a, a big guy that you're like, all right, you just do this one job, nigga. Don't try nothing. Yeah, else. he's actually in the league because of LeBron <laughs> at right. the moment. So. Right. Now, and then LeBron's at his prime, you know what I'm saying? He's still in his prime. He's still doing his thing at the top level. Um, NBA's back, you know what I mean, for everybody out there who doesn't know, they're starting July 30th and – um, baseball starting. You know, what I mean, baseball's coming back. Sports are coming back, which is huge. Like we haven't had. What have we had moving forward in Corona? Right? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. What have we been like? I right, bet. Like this. I haven't been watching the news lately, but I'm gonna bet that numbers are, are spiking. Are spiking in in a lot of places because I see that Cuomo list getting longer and longer. 
<laughs> of people that got to quarantine if they want to come to New York. So I'm imagining numbers is going up. But it's like, what have we had really moving forward? Even schools are still up in the air, you know what I mean? Um, right. So, but to, have, to know that we're going to attempt sports, and I got the most faith in basketball and I guess MLS because they're doing the bubble. Um, and that bubble seems to be working out well. I'm not sure how football and baseball is going to work with guys going back home to their families. Um, and, and, and things like I see, I was watching baseball this week, a little preseason stuff, and uh, like the dude will be a runner will be on first base, but the umpire will have a, a mask on, the the coach over there will have a mask on, but the two players would have it, and they're standing the closest to each other. You know what I mean? And it's just like, uh, yeah. so I was like, I don't see how that makes sense, but uh, we'll we'll see. You know what I mean? Time will tell. But yeah, definitely, man. It's definitely something to freshen up, freshen it up a little bit because right now we're running out of new content to consume. So like television shows. They can't film like that no more. Mm-hmm. So there's going to come a point where you're not watching any new television shows. What we're watching now is shit that they may have filmed and, you know, finished filming in January or whatever, and they're not releasing it. It's SNL. SNL's but, not uh, even filming, right? No, hell no. Because they, they're live. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, SNL was literally like, I don't know, it might be like a, a delay of, a, you know, I don't think there's really a delay. Like, they do that shit live. So SNL, the last few episodes of the season that just ended were via Zoom. Oh, they've been doing Zoom skits. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, you gotta do. That's that's smart though. You gotta you gotta adapt in this Corona, this uh, post Corona world. And it's not even yeah. not even post Corona because we're still going through it, man. But um, dope to see that the NBA they uh they had they let all the players in and then they retested them obviously after um every day and I think all of the players came up negative, so which is really good. Um. Russell Westbrook was let into the bubble, I believe, after he's uh, cleared the protocol because he tested positive uh, for Corona and was, you know, wasn't in there. So they got everybody in there, man. It's good. It's a good look. It's, it's, I'm excited for sports to be back. We need it, man. Um, but but everything's not good in the sports world since the last time we spoke, Keith. The uh, Washington franchise, NFL franchise, I should say, um, they had a racist name, man. Washington Redskins, they called themselves. <laughs> and for years, people were like, yo, you can't call yourselves that. That's not cool. It's not going to fly. Dan Snyder, the owner, was, you know, he's like, man, <laughs> I do what I want. And finally, enough public pressure came to get them to change their name. Um, It really came from the money, right? Like, people started pulling their money out of it. They're like, uh, retailers said they're not going to sell stuff with the Redskin logo on it, with the Redskin name on it. Um, Frederick Smith, minority owner of FedEx, and a minority owner and CEO of FedEx, excuse me, he threatened to move all the FedEx signage if the name wasn't changed. So it got real. <laughs> Dan Snyder had no choice but to uh, change the name. And Well, that's the big thing that, you know, just like it, uh, your radio show, Money Talks, Money Talks, nigga. Money talks. Like that's <laughs> Money Talks, man. Once FedEx says it, I'm sure he was like, damn. Maybe I could negotiate. But then Nike said, nah, bro, we're not putting none of that. You can't put none of that Redskin shit on our joint. And then they were like, ah, damn. Then let's change it. Mm-hmm. Damn, Gina, <laughs> are you happy now? Like, that's what happened. Niggas, I thought we were friends, baby. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought we were friends, baby. I thought the Redskin shit was cool, but yeah, that that Redskin shit. Like, imagine, man, you got indigenous people, and this, you know, they they have a sizable um, population in this country, and they just say, you know what, fuck it. They live on reservations. Let's just name it whatever the hell we want. And then when people call us on it, we're gonna be like, fuck that. That's our name. That's crazy. When and and the name is known to be racist, like the uh, it's a racist term that actually like I believe came from when there was like a bounty put on like Native Americans uh, to show that you like captured or murdered one, you'd bring back a piece of their skin and show it. Like right. and it's like a terrible phrase. Um, the owner of the Washington franchise before Dan Snyder changed that the, to, to that name because he didn't want it to be confused with the Boston Braves because um, they used to be called the, the Washington Braves and he was like alright we're going to change it to uh, the Redskins and I'm like that's not cool bro <laughs> but uh, it flew for a while right all our, damn all, all our lives right I, I got family in Maryland I used to go there and see all that stuff all the time yeah it's a uh, yeah I mean all that shit all that shit some stuff is so in our culture that you don't even blink an eye to it. There's like these different types of sayings that we just say that we never thought about where it originated from. And a lot of times it's just, is, is, for instance, the word Indian to describe a, a Native American, 
that was created like 500 years ago, B, like five, five or 600 years ago, because they thought they was in India. And they're like, yeah, those are Indians, but they weren't in India. We, we, we're like, just going to keep it this way. <laughs> we're going to keep it this way. And we, and we still we still use that joint. Like people call it Indian reservations. That's bugged out. Like it's just part. I don't. And honestly, I'll be 100% honest with you. I'm not even sure if it's offensive or not. I just don't use the word Indian to. To, to refer to Native Americans yeah. just to be safe because it doesn't feel right but I still hear people using it to like on TV and shit like legitimate people to refer to Native Americans uh, the Cleveland Indians is uh, <laughs> a baseball team and they're considering actually right. changing their name um, now uh, the Atlanta Braves um, they are not going to change their name they said but they're considering taking away the tomahawk chop uh because they're, they're like they're reviewing it actually to see if they should still do it. Uh, during a playoff game last year, uh, opponent of uh, Native American descent stated that you know he felt like that was kind of offensive uh, to his culture, and they decided not to hand out foam uh, tomahawks at that game. And now with everything going on, I don't know if you heard Land of Lakes. They took the Land of Lake uh, lady off the box. The Land of Lake Native uh-huh. American. Um, <laughs> now it's just like everybody's like trying to like, all right, how can we fix this? There, but the Braves are staying bullish on the name, but definitely re- reviewing some of the stuff. But um, is that a step in the right direction? That kind of goes along the same stuff we talked about a few weeks ago, right? With the Aunt Jemima um logo um and 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 I guess history uh, beyond that and how they're gonna they're gonna move away from that. It's a step in the right direction because the the way that it came into the culture, we're gonna get it out the. The culture and the stuff. I mean, honestly, it's not a lot of it's not right. It's uncomfortable. I think that's why you see a lot of people protesting against a lot of this shit. It's, it's really uncomfortable. I'll be honest, as racist as Aunt Jemima is, it's uncomfortable for me when they put whatever they, they you know, they put Martha Stewart or some shit on the box and call it uh, Madam Stewart or something like that. Like, I'd be like, I, I know it's the same exact product, but I don't know. It's uncomfortable for me to, to go ahead and buy it. Like, it's weird. Every, it's all going to be weird. You know what I'm saying? But it's important to make those, to make these changes. So, um, it may, you know, remember when I bought you that cookbook for a birthday or Christmas or something? Yeah. called Thug Kitchen. Yeah. By the way, uh, it's a vegan book and I'm about to start following it. That shit is written by white people. Blew my day. Yo, I, feel, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have bought that shit for for you had I known that shit. I was like, oh, the word. I'm like, your word. They got a healthy book about black people. That's what the fuck we need, man. Because I, all they doing is selling soul food cookbooks. That's the that's all that makes it to the Amazon top ten mm-hmm. when it comes to black cookbooks. Like they can't. Put, anyway, man, that's another that's another story. But <laughs> the shit is written by by white people. By the way, they changed and it it was inspired by their blog. I guess that's how they got put on. Uh-huh. And they changed the name of the blog because it had like a similar name, like Thug Kitchen or Thug Something. And if you read the book, like the words are like, yeah, you put a little sprinkle of salt unless you're a little bitch and like shit like that. Like they would use, say, oh, this this is going to be fucking delicious. And, you know, if you don't do, if you don't take grease out your diet, you're a fucking idiot and all this type of shit. And I, and then come to find out, it's a white couple, bro. I was like, whoa, my mind was completely blown. With the the the, the share of um, cultural appropriation, word? cultural <laughs> cultural appropriation, but and is this is and it would be super stereotypical, but they never mention it being stereotypical of a black person. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things that if you be like, man, you're trying to emulate a black stereotype. And then they'd be like, well, you feeling guilty? Because we never said we were black. We were just talking in a certain uh-huh. way. And that's what made me feel. It's just all kinds of layers of weirdness to it. But uh, I think all this shit is going to be good for the culture. A lot of people are uncomfortable about it. All the statu- all the statues, like in 25 years when all this statue shit is, the, the debate about it is done. And, and it's just a way of life to have mm-hmm. Confederate statues in museums and not in the center of parks. I think people are going to look back and be like, yeah, man, I... They were treasonous motherfuckers. They said, here goes the country, and we're going to make our own shit. We're going to make our own country on this land. Like, this is the United States, but we're going to make our, take the United States land, at least some of it, and make it our own territory. Exactly. And uh, that makes you a, a treacherous. That Like, that makes you a traitor. And, and you mean Trump is still defending before, it man, to this day? Lincoln, <laughs> exactly. And they still they still defending it. Mm-hmm. And they have Confederate. I saw a Confederate flag on a news story in Michigan. 
<laughs> it blows my fucking mind. Like it's it's they worshiping a symbol, and the symbol represents the enemy. The <laughs> enemy, and yo, know, it's crazy. Man. Well, but, uh, up until a month ago, Mississippi had it on their state flag. <laughs> right like, up until like a month ago, bro. Like that's nuts, man. And it's just like. I don't get right how Donald Trump in one breath could say a tweet and say an MLB player kneeling is uh, disrespectful to the American flag, but then in the next breath say the Confederate flag is cool. Like that that's the most disrespectful thing to the American military I've ever seen. You bigging up the enemy. Right. <laughs> and and, and yeah, that's weird, right? Like th- hundreds of thousands of, of people died. Uh, the enemy was killing American soldiers, and actually, more American soldiers died than did Confederate soldiers. Even though uh, Ameri- um, the Union won, mm-hmm. and like the man, this these are the dudes you choose to name your company after. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Nah, it's um, it, what are you gonna do with it, right? Like, like it's like it, it, right. it's it's. I mean, and then, I think it's people just come out with what you are, right? Just say what you are, like. Like for Trump to sit here in front, like it's not a racism thing. Like I would obviously we would respect it more if you just said he can't say it, but we would respect it more if you just come out and say because you not admitting it is a spit is spitting in our face. You know what I mean? Um, but there are things that it goes both ways, right? You know what I mean? Like your man Nick Cannon got himself caught up in some trouble too. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? since All the right. last time we spoke, and I don't know uh, what got in Nick, but he had a good little run going with uh, Viacom, man. He had uh, all his Nickelodeon shows from back in the day. He had what was Wildin' Out. Um, which Damn, Wildin' Out was with Viacom too. So Wildin' Out is done. Wildin' Out's done for done. <laughs> Crazy, bro. And then, but like, and who would have thought he would have lasted this long? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're right. I, yeah, people counting Nick Cannon out a while ago. I mean, married Mariah Carey. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's still going strong. And, uh, yo, man, his brand is crazy. But Nick Cannon really did his thing with, like, once he got one opportunity, he flipped it immediately into the next one. And instead of just riding on the laurels of, like, whatever it is that first, pro- first or second project was, like, he said, nah, let's flip this shit into something huge. Boom. He had some kind of game show on Nickelodeon. Boom. Wilding out, boom, some next shit, boom, acting career, mm-hmm. boom, Mariah Carey, like he just flipped it and flipped it. And I'm sure he'll do something. America's else. Got Talent, then uh, he got in trouble, got off of that. <laughs> um, yeah. The Mass Singer, which is actually he didn't lose his job at the Mass Singer. They they're gonna keep him on. Ah. For everyone out there who doesn't know, uh, Nick Cannon made anti-Semitic comments on his podcast, the Cannon Class podcast. Um, he was having a conversation with. Uh, Professor Griff of Public Enemy fame. Um, Professor Griff was kicked out of Public Enemy in the in the 80s for making anti-Semitic comments. And they were they were talking about that. You know what I mean? About that happening. And I guess, I don't know, Nick Cannon, the conversation got away from him. And uh, he, he stated that Griff was stating facts. Uh, sorry, speaking facts. And amplified Griff's views that Jewish people controlled the media, likening it to the power of the Rothschild family, banking scions who have been long uh, targets of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Um, the Mass Singer host also disputed that such views um, were he disputed that such views were anti-Semitic, saying that black people are the true Hebrews. It's never hate speech. You can't be. This is uh, Nick Cannon speaking. It's never hate speech. You can't be anti-Semitic when we are the Semitic people. When we are the same people who they want to be. That's our birthright. We are the true Hebrews. And uh, went on to say a couple other things. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of like what we spoke to on the last episode with Deshaun Jackson, right? Yeah. Um. That there's kind of that rhetoric that exists in the black community that you know what I mean like. That's not cool, you know what I mean? And we gotta call that out when we see it too. Like that's a group of people that you know what I mean, you're you're for whatever your views may be, you're, you're you're stereotyping a whole group of people, you know, you're generalizing a view on a whole group of people. And you know what I mean, um understandably Nick Cannon lost a job, uh lost, you know what I mean, his his gig over at Viacom. Um, but I guess you know what I mean shout out to Fox, right? Because they're gonna keep him on the Max Singer and they're they're saying uh, you know, like they heard his apology and uh we, it is clear uh, he is clear and remorseful that his words were wrong and lack both understanding and context and inadvertently promoted hate. This was important for us to observe. Nick has sincerely apologized and quickly taken steps to educate himself and make amends. So, I mean, uh, I guess they're not being part of the cancel culture, right? 
America's Got Talent. What what network is that with? That was NBC, but he got fired from that after he did a stand up. Uh-huh. And then um he the, the Max Singer is on Fox. Gotcha. I feel like Fox is is just a, it and this is just aside from the whole Fox News thing. So, you know, Fox now in this politicized culture, you know, people just think about the Fox News and the, the conservative versus liberal type thing, but just Fox as a company, a record label, and a motherfucking crew, um, they they're cool about. I don't know. I feel I feel as if that's a place that you'd want to work for. Like if you see if you see two companies, one happens to be like really successful, but then there's one that's successful, but maybe not number one like the other one. You might want to work work with the less successful one. So like Fox seems like it, they might be just cool over there, man. Like even if you look at the Fox Sports Network, like it just looks cool. I don't know what I don't have a proof for it, man. But it just looks it just got a vibe. So. That Nick Cannon shit, like they said, nah, we're gonna we're gonna roll with him because I feel as if this is not what we should end his career over. Mm-hmm. This shit that we could end careers over, this ain't the one. So um, you pointed this out too. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but you pointed out that Fox always showed love to black shows back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they always had some type of like black programming, like a block of black programming. Actually, I mean it might be a specific day of the well, week, but well, Fox always uh, they. They buck the establishment. Look at The Simpsons. The, the Simpsons is kind of revolutionary. An animated show that that's that edgy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not edgy to people now with all the shit we got on TV. Yeah, when but it first came out, yeah, it was edgy as hell. When it first came out, yeah, right. And some people's parents didn't let them watch that shit when we were younger. Married with children. Um, married with children. Martin, like they. That's some married with children. Some edgy shit. It's edgy, really edgy programming and shit. So um, they gave David Duke a show back in the day. Nah, fuck with you. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they gave David Duke a sitcom. And he, he was a garbage man. And uh, nah, uh, but Fox, Fox always had put on programming for people who maybe feel that the the mainstream, like the 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 most more popular networks, weren't putting on shit for them. They felt like. You know, see, maybe on on ABC, Roseanne might not be for me, or on NBC, you know, it, it might not be for me. The only time the ABC, the ABC came the closest to it behind Fox to putting on programming for people who don't feel like the mainstream is putting their shit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they put that shit on Friday nights on, on TGIF. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what, you have to wait till Friday night to see Mr. Cooper or, mm-hmm. or uh, Tim the Two-Man Tale and shit like that. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Uh, Nick Cannon, you idiot, man! All that anti-Semitic <laughs> shit. I feel like he's too he's too media trained to not realize that that's some shit that you just don't say, or not you know even to know like, that that's going to be taken offensively. It's kind of like you didn't exactly. give a fuck. Exactly. Yeah. And he def- he he. Uh, I, I just don't get it, man. Like that's it's anti-Semitic. Like it's you know now. Yeah, it's just anti-Semitic. I'll just leave it at that before I get Nick Cannon. Because uh, you can't try to explain it. I'm not even trying to... I'm not even going to try... And, and that's the whole point. There's certain shit that you just don't say. Mm-hmm. Just like with all the, the stuff like against black people, a lot of this stuff that black people's outraged at and trying to get done, a lot... Part of it is just like, listen, you don't do that shit. There's racist people alive right now in this country that you're not going to fix them. Let them be racist, but it's just like, yo, you be racist, but this is... There's shit that you just don't do. And you know what? A lot of those racist people understand the rules. They're like, oh, I can't do that? Bet. I won't do it. But uh, I'm going to just remind you, I hate you. But <laughs> I <laughs> I won't say certain things because that's just not what we do now. Mm-hmm. Times have changed. <laughs> Times have changed. And then you got to know you can't say shit like that. Same thing with Deshaun Jack. Like, you can't. You just can't say Shit like that, like for about a whole people, I guess it's bananas. Keith, man, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna make an assumption about you, man. I, I'm gonna I'm feel, I'm gonna say that I, I feel like you're not um, offended by masks being required when you go into your re- retail stores, correct? Nah, not at all. Well, there are a ton of companies now that are requiring uh, shoppers to wear masks when they come in. Um, you know, but it's not optional anymore. It ain't like please wear your mask. It's like, nah, you no mask, no service. 
<laughs> uh, right. Apple, AT&T, Bed Bath & Beyond, Best Buy, BJ's, Costco's, CVS, The Gap, Home Depot, Kohl's, Lowe's, list goes on, Panera Bread, Starbucks, Target, <laughs> Trader Joe's, Verizon, Walgreens, Walmart, Winn-Dixie, <laughs> Whole Foods, man, it's, it's bro. Yeah, because they had to because people are idiots. I think what they thought at first was like, all right, we'll just leave it up to the people. They'll be responsible. Maybe, uh-huh. let's say, if we just left it to the people, 85% might be smart about it, and then the other 15%, it is what it is. We got to let them have their freedom or whatever. But they people are just wilding out. Now, I didn't even realize it was such a, such a big problem because uh, in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, those states took it so serious, like a lot of establishments especially near the city. So I live in a city, so uh, in New Jersey. So you got like stores here in this locale, like you ha- you got to wear a mask if you walk into that shit. Matter of fact, even in the parks outdoors, you're supposed to wear a mask. They're no longer enforcing it, but like they were enforcing it when, when they uh, first put that rule out. Mm-hmm. Now, and like uh, I'll be thinking that too. Like I'll be going for walks. I'll be like, damn, should I be wearing a mask right now? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean honestly, you should. I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. Unless I'm going to a park or something that, that's regulated by someone, I don't wear a mask. I just try to avoid people. Like if I'm walking on a sidewalk and I see some people approaching me, yeah. I walk out into the street. Like just walk on. Like as if I'm riding a bike or something. When you walk, you kind of just roll on the, the side of the street or away from the cars, but not on the sidewalk. Yeah, I got you. Like, I do that. Yeah, because. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't found the right mask yet. That shit feels oppressive as hell. So I, I, I get, I see why people be beefing, but part of it, I think, is uh, a big part of it is just politics. Like, I've heard people say, "Oh, you liberal motherfuckers!" Like on on YouTube and shit. Mm-hmm. I seen it. And videos where they be be catching people wilding out. Yeah, you liberal. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not gonna do it. Don't tread on me. And bringing all this historical shit in when it's not. It's honestly it's serious because it's not comfortable, but it ain't that serious. And like people talking about taking your rights away and and bringing up quotes from the revolutionary one, it's not that serious. Like it's just a mass trying not to get people, other people sick, and you gotta respect that. And that's a, that's the problem with it too. Is like not everyone gets sick up by it, so everyone can't take it serious because they assume, well, what happened to that person is gonna happen to me and everyone else that I infect. You know what I mean? And that's not necessarily the case. You know I mean, there's some people have really mild cases of it. Some people get um, extremely sick enough to obviously go to the hospital. Um, and it's it's not going anywhere, man. Nope, not 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 in the immediate future. You know, maybe as we put shit together and learn more about the disease and more people are, are pitching in, like different governors and stuff like that. I think eventually we'll figure out how to deal and live as a society with this thing in America, but. For now, man, we ain't there yet. Look at Florida, Texas, California, Arizona. <laughs> I didn't want to go to Arizona, Martin. What is going on? Why? Why? What is it? Is this the people just partying? Is that what it is? They're like they're going out to the bars now, and they uh, it's the warm weather. The warm weather, they didn't give a fuck. Maybe a certain 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 regions regions just didn't take it that seriously. And honestly, some of them for good reason. Like if you're in North Dakota, there's but like 15 people who live in that entire state. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Like if I didn't see that matter of fact, I just told you I don't wear a mask if I don't plan on being around people like that. So if you live in North Dakota and you're not around people like that, and even if you see a neighbor, you might just go on their porch and you could. With that amount of space, you could sit six feet away from each other. And then that kind of attitude or feeling that you don't need a mask, if you run into Walmart right quick, that carries over to that. Like, your, your mindset might not shift from, all right, I'm in my community. Now let me go to the store. I should have the same freedoms there. Like, a lot of, for a lot of people, that doesn't click. Yo, I, but, um, if, I was gonna, if I live there, I might feel the same way. No, I was going to say, I heard, uh, you know, Caruso, you know who that is? Um, for the Lakers, 
He's a whatever. Yeah. He's like a role player. That's a dude who's balding, who be dunking. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, exactly. The bald dude. Mm-hmm. His sister got married, and they were talking about how you know he missed his sister's wedding because he's in the bubble, and he would have had to come back and go through the whole uh, quarantine process. Probably missed the kickoff to the season. So they were like, oh, you know, that's big that he you know decided to not go to his sister's wedding for the for the sake of the team. Um, and I'm sitting there, you know, because like Ray John Rondo's out, and uh, who's the other? Who? Uh, Avery Bradley didn't even go in the bubble, so. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm like, they were talking about his sister's about to have a wedding with a hundred plus people. And I'm like, who the fuck is having a hundred plus wedding in the middle of a pandemic? Like, what is on people's mind? And that's the only I would I didn't even hear the story about anything from that point on. Once I heard there was a hundred people at a wedding, I'm like, what is going on? People just don't give a yeah. fuck. And, and, and it was yeah, it was yeah, in yeah. Texas. They don't. <laughs> so Yep. It's 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 crazy out there, bro. But um, Speaking of crazy, man, I know you seen that 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 video um, in St. Louis of the couple, uh, the two the the white couple. They were holding their guns, pointing them at protesters as they, as they were marching by, um, on their way to protest at the mayor's house. It happened to be passing by this one house. You got the uh, the guy looks like he has an AR fifteen or AK forty seven. Uh, I couldn't really tell. And the lady's holding a, uh, a handgun, uh, pointing them at protesters. Um, they have announced this week that they will be filing charges against those uh, people. Um, St. Louis's top prosecutor. Um, a, Attorney Kim Gardner um, said that she will be filing uh, charges for a felony and lawful use of a weapon for displaying guns during a racial injustice protest. Like, that's crazy, bro. It's illegal to point guns at people. It's illegal to wave weapons um, at, at protesters. Um, the but, but I don't know. They have a lot of support on their side. They have, obviously, the support of Donald Trump, who's spoken out about them. Um, but... Missouri's governor and uh, Josh Hawley have urged Attorney General uh, William Barr to undertake a civil rights investigation of Garner, the uh, the prosecutor. Um, in this case, um, they've also said that they'll uh, like like waive the charges against them, pretty much. Uh, yeah, which is uh, nuts, bro. They're like pretty much we, in support of them. We will we'll throw these cases out, pretty much. And I'm like, that's nuts, bro. People are saying that basically yeah. that their rights are being taken away, um, that their right to bear arms uh, is, is pretty much being, you know, like taken away in this case right here. And because um, some call the castle doctrine stating that, you know, what I mean, if people are going to pass by your property um, in Missouri, uh, you have the right to, you know, hold your guns to protect your property. That's crazy, man. They pointed it at people. Literally pointed them at people. <laughs> they also live in the gated community. They said that uh, you know that they heard the gate um, being being uh, knocked down. Heard a large commotion. They saw a large group of people breaking iron gate. Uh, Mark no trespassing in private street. Um, although protesters said the gate was open when they had got there. Um, it, it's 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 a it's a it's a troublesome case because <laughs> you don't really know where to go with it. You know what I mean? But Republican, sorry, guy. Yeah, all all this stuff, it, it makes me realize the importance of making a lot of people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very radical guy, but I do really value um, people who are more radical about their beliefs or the, 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 the means they use to get things done. Because you got to protest and to make people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, these people, these people holding guns and pointing them at people. Listen, man, I mean, thank God they ain't shoot nobody. But those are the kind of pe- people that you might not change their minds, but you got to let them know what the fuck you want and what you about. You know what I'm saying? Peaceful protesters, they're pointing guns at these people. And it's good because they they got to show the world how these people roll. It reminds me of that uh, Edmund Pettus uh, bridge when people was uh, doing that march or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they marched and, and said, yo, man, we're going to show the world how cops be beating the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people got hurt really bad. Like really, really bad. But the world got to see, like, yo, this racism shit that maybe I could turn is easy to turn a blind eye to. You'd be like, yo, well, it's not happening in front of me, so it doesn't really matter. Or people are exaggerating these stories they tell them about people getting fucked up for sitting at at uh, certain like lunch counters and shit. But then they saw it on television. So like stuff like this is important. That was Selma, see, right? Yo. That was the Selma one, right? The uh, Sel- I believe it was yeah. So it was Selma. So I think it happened twice. The second time was successful, but the first time. Cops was, was state troopers and shit was out there fucking people up. Okay, yeah, I heard about that. John Lewis got his head uh, 
cracked open or something like that I was reading about. Yeah, yeah, he got a shit bust open. Yeah. And, uh, you know, rest in power, John Lewis. Word, rest in peace, John Lewis, man. Um, but yeah, but uh, also before we before we uh, wrap that story up, um, Missouri Governor Mike Parson said in a radio interview he would likely pardon a couple if they were charged and convicted, which is... You know what I mean? It's it's a catch twenty two. You know what I mean? Like being be I guess being that scared that you feel the need to pull out guns on people. But what the fuck makes you think you mm-hmm. can just pull out guns on people? <laughs> like right. you know what I'm saying? Like so, uh, shoot first, ask questions last, man. I guess is the <laughs> the mentality on that one, man. But um, I don't know if you had a chance to listen, listen to any new music, man. But uh, rest in peace, like we just said to John Lewis. Also, rest in peace to Juice World and Pop Smoke. They dropped uh, albums in the past two weeks that have both been doing great, very well on the charts. And I, I got a chance to listen to both of them. Um, give them like at least one listen. And I, both fire albums. So go out there and check that out, man. It's sad that we lost you brothers too early. You know what I mean? Word. Um, Terrible, man. Yeah. Violent. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Pop Smoke's case, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. Keith, before we get out of here, bro, I know we spoke uh, about the NFL. Well, obviously, you know the NBA. You, have you seen the Black Lives Matter court that they that they uh, unveiled for the NBA? I heard about it, but I didn't get a chance to see the picture. Oh, yeah, it looks pretty dope. I seen the plane on it yesterday. Like, it's pretty dope. But the NFL has announced they, they too, uh, will be allowing players to put um, either uh, initials of people that they feel were victims of social justice or a message um, on a sticker or a decal on their helmet, which is pretty big for the NFL, man. Um, and but in the other news, I don't know if you heard about this. They plan on singing uh, "Lift Every Voice" at the beginning of every uh, football game on the first week. The which is kind of like the Black National Anthem, right? Lift every voice and yeah. sing. Which how do you feel about that? A lot of people are like that's that's kind of corny. That's a reach. Um, what do you what, what do you think about the NFL's efforts? I guess to do what they can on the, the social uh, injustice movement. I like it. I'll be honest with you. It. I think I, I get that feeling of it's a reach or they just they just doing it because of this or that, but it's it's not nothing. They can do more, so I'm not satisfied with it. But you can't deny that. Look, look what they did to Colin Kaepernick. You can't tell me that you ain't surprised that or impressed with what the NFL did here. That's man, that, that's a big step for them. Mm-hmm. To sing the, the, the lift every voice shit, and the cool thing is that it's gonna make some people uncomfortable. Like, oh, what the fuck is this shit? You might as well be singing the the goddamn uh, Israeli national anthem or nothing. <laughs> but, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. The fact that they be like, oh, they don't gotta listen to this shit. Uh, you know, I'm sure those people are uncomfortable when the, when the Vancouver Grizzlies and the Toronto Raptors entered the league and they have to start singing the, the Canadian national anthem. So when when you talk about the black na- the black American national national anthem, people are gonna feel uncomfortable. And the fact that the NFL, by the way, who's made a point to make uh, white America feel comfortable and make them feel nice and cozy when they come to NFL game, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's it's a definitely a step in the right direction. Because think about it, I, I can't think of a um, anything that they've done to really say that. All right, here goes our our black constituency list make them you know do something to make them feel great about the nfl they say yo we got you know 80 80 percent of our players are black and that's enough nigga they, that's, that's their <laughs> we've done enough for the black community <laughs> we've done enough you're welcome now i think it's pretty cool that you could put the names uh or initials of victims of systematic racism and police violence i mean um obviously you want to see more you know what i mean but i think just as a symbolic show of everything they also they're trying to like walk that thin line of not like we're we're Black Lives Matter, but we don't necessarily want to say it. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So, but they, but so they they like we're not gonna go NBA deep, uh, but we're gonna we're, we're gonna let you do this. Uh, but you, I mean, I guess you know what I mean. Like they didn't have to do anything, right? So, um, it's another episode in the book, brother. Yeah, Keith, where can they find you at on social media, man? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Nice, nice, nice. You can find your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram um, at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also, check out the Perfect Talk podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Uh, Keith, we have a podcast. We have a podcast. We now have a website, brother. Uh, PerfectTalkPodcast.com. 
uh, for every episode of the Perfect Talk podcast, every episode of my radio show, The Night Shift, and the uh, other radio show I do with my man DJ show, Money Talks Radio. So check that all out right there, perfecttalkpodcast.com. Um, you can also check out every episode of the Perfect Talk podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, um, and much, much more. So keep an eye out for, uh, for that. Leave a review. Please uh, let them know what you think about us. Um, subscribe to our channel. Leave a review. Give us a rating. Uh, show us that love because we can really use it, man. And uh, Keith, where are? Oh, sorry. Excuse me. What are you watching nowadays, brother? I know sports is coming back, but uh, before that kicks off, what, what have you been watching lately? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm just looking forward to sports. But aside from that, I watched this documentary called Crime and Punishment on Hulu. Okay. And it's about these cops who's been put out like a class action lawsuit on the New York City Police Department because cause of quotas. I guess quotas are illegal in the state of New York or in the city or something. You can't be giving people quotas and say, yo, you got to arrest these many people and give out these many summonses. Yeah. And the shit is kind of it's kind of fascinating. This is just one documentary. It's not a series. But just as far as like these people are filing complaints against their employer, but they still be working at it. So it'd be fascinating because they be they would tell because after these dudes give the complaint, they supervisor be like, all right, nigga, you're gonna get the worst assignment that we have. <laughs> stand on that corner, stand on that cold ass corner and don't move. You just patrol that shit. So crime and punishment, Hulu. Yes, yes. All right, man. Make sure y'all go check that out. And uh, like always, man, get better every uh, day. Please, everybody out there, wear your mask, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Please social distance. Stop partying, y'all. Let's end this corona shit so we get back to regular life, man. And uh, keep say goodbye to the people, man. You're too close, man. Peace. <laughs> Peace.